How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. A pleasant good afternoon, everyone. It's not just kicking off your football weekend. We're kicking off your football basketball weekend. It is a big one. The Saints, of course, week 14. This is their bye week. So lots to talk about. We're going to be talking the prep football Roundup, of course, with the high school championships at Caesar Superdome. We're going to talk RNL Carriers Bowl as well. And we'll talk with David Griffin, the Pelicans. Wow. Atop the Western Conference. And Phoenix, who's in second, they got in a home and home tonight and Sunday. Man, I've never, it's been a while in December to see this city as such a buzz about the Pelicans. Well, definitely a buzz about the Pelicans and well well deserved. Uh, and, and Mike, we kind of saw it last year. You kind of saw it there at the end, the excitement, the buildup. And uh, it's, it's, I wouldn't say it was been rocky. But you've had some challenges uh, this this season just because of injuries. But they've been a resilient bun and bunch, and they've been able to fight through. And like you said, man, first in the in the West sounds so good. It does, it does. And so let me say this because I just left the Superdome to come to the station. Obviously, we've got high school football at Caesar Superdome, and we've got the Pelicans at the Smoothie King Center. Everybody kind of plan ahead. It's going to be a little bit of a traffic issue, but if everybody just gets plans a little ahead, goes early, takes care of it, uh, you'll be fine. But two pretty sizable events at the same time. Alan Waddell, host of the All-State Sugar Bowl Prep Football Roundup tonight at 7 o'clock, is joining us now. And, Alan, before we really start talking about the games, to me, the, the victory in this is that everybody is back in the Dome and they're not, they're not all spread out all over the state. And, I mean, this is, it just feels so much better this way. Well, guys, thanks, thanks for having me, first of all. And, yeah, you're, you hit the nail right on the head. It's, it's really nice to be able to have all the games back in the Superdome the same weekend. That's something our state has really been lacking the last couple of years. And this was really a strange year for high school football in our state because when the season started, teams didn't know what playoff bracket they were going to be in. They were still kind of trying to figure it out as what, what kind of format we were going to play. They decided to go with four select groups, four non-select groups, going down from nine to eight classifications. And really, the big reason to do that is to give the same number of teams in every bracket and for them to all finish at the same time so we could get back to having the Prep Classic and the Superdome, which has been one of the premier events for high school athletics, not only in the state of Louisiana, but in the country. I always say that. I feel like we do it as good as anybody in the United States of America right here in Louisiana whenever these kids get an opportunity to compete for a state championship in a historic venue like the Superdome. What's your thoughts overall? You know, I know obviously the change helps and you, you get all the fans that do get to come to New Orleans and participate. 
But just what has this season been like overall? I mean, I know we got championship weekend, but, you know, has this exceeded your expectations? You know, has some of the elite players uh, kind of stepped up uh, this year? Just want to get your take on it overall. Yeah, you know, I think it's been another great year for our, for football in our state, uh, Deuce. And, you know, Louisiana is documented. Uh, the per capita of players that are playing Division One football, playing in the NFL, is, you know, up there with anybody in the country. And it was no different this year. We have premier players. We have premier teams. Uh, we have great coaches staff here in this state. And it was kind of different for me and, and for, for a lot of the guys that cover the sport because, you know, it was one of those deals where, it was halfway through the year, and you were trying to figure out what team was going to be in which bracket and who might play each other in the playoffs and things of that nature. But the format really worked out. I think it was a big step in the right direction. We had much more competitive games, uh, you know, from the first round all the way to the championship game so far. We've already crowned three state champions, and uh, they've all been really good games at this point. And as we look to the weekend, so you got five more games, two tonight, three tomorrow, and they're all huge, and we'll try to talk briefly about all of them, but as we know, it's always difficult to beat a team twice. And you got John Curtis, who beat Brother Martin in their district game, and now, wow, look at those semifinal games. John Curtis scores 21 straight. Brother Martin scores the final 41 points to face again tomorrow night. That'll be your finale. John Curtis looking for yet another championship. I believe this would be 28 against Brother Martin, who's making their first state championship appearance in 33 years. The building's going to be buzzing. Oh, it certainly is. You know, Brother Martin, last time uh, they were in the Dome was 1989. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of Crusader fans in the Superdome tomorrow night. Taking on a John Curtis team that I think a lot of people would say, hey, they, they've overachieved a little bit this year. You know, in week 10, we did our show at Yulman Stadium and watched them take on Edna Carr. Car- Curtis trailed that game 32 to nothing at halftime. Uh, as Carr just really, you know, kind of laid the wood to Curtis that night. But John Curtis is the team that's gotten better as the year go- has gone on, and they've played their best football here in the playoffs. And they beat a juggernaut last week in Catholic High. One thing this time of the year, you certainly can't count uh, J.T. Curtis and his coaching staff and those kids out. They've done a tremendous job getting to the Dome. And how about Brother Martin? There was a point in the season where these guys, they couldn't score. I mean, uh, they lost 3 nothing in a game earlier this year. Now they've been lighting up the scoreboard. They went 5-5. Five and five. They're a team that's been to the semifinals a lot over the last five or six years, and they were finally able to kick the door down and get to the Superdome. I think that has a ton of storylines. And in a year where the select D1 championship, uh, the bracket looked a lot different. You had some new faces. You had Acadiana. You had Carr. You had Warren Easton all jump into that bracket. It still ends up with two Catholic League schools and Brother Martin and John Curtis uh, for for the title. Alan, I got to ask you, are there any um, players that you just got to go and see that will be playing uh, this weekend or played earlier today? Yeah, you know, tomorrow, Deuce, I think that this was going to hit close to you as well. Uh, How about this? Trey Holly, uh, he's an LSU commit. He's rushed for over 10,000 yards in his high school career. He's the leading all-time rusher in the state of Louisiana. Uh, He plays for Union Parish. Uh, They're up from North Louisiana. They're going to take on Manny, uh, the Manny Tigers. They're both teams that were in state championships a year ago, but in different classifications. So now they're going to play each other this year. Tackett Curtis, uh, he's a commitment to USC. He plays for Manny. Um, He's a linebacker-safety hybrid. That's kind of the two premier players, in my opinion, that are going to really shine. Uh, They probably have the most headlines, but, again, Trey Holly, 10,000 career rushing yards. He's the all-time leading rusher uh, in Louisiana high school football history. He'll be on display uh, tomorrow afternoon against the, uh, against the Manny Tigers. 
So let's kind of set the schedule just so so people know. So as we're talking as we speak, Donovan St. Charles Catholic, that's the 330 game. Then tonight it's the Destrahan Wildcats against Ruston. That's at 7. Then tomorrow, your full day, the Lutcher Bulldogs back at the Dome, North DeSoto, Manny and Union Parish at 3.30, and Brother Martin and John Curtis is at 7 o'clock. And I will say this, because so that people will know that you already know this, I was at my office today in, this, in the Dome, walked outside, saw St. Thomas More and Lafayette Christian, and one team was up 10, and I walked back in my office, and I walked back out, and the team that was up 10 lost by four. Like, it is, you're going to come down and see some wild, great football games the games may last a little longer than normal but you're going to see some great football games yeah and mike don't uh, don't forget to throw out the uh the, the best part of that it, they were up 10 with uh with under two minutes to play yeah st. Thomas I, I didn't Moore even believe it like i came out i'm like, wait a minute what happened yeah st thomas moore comes out and, and scores uh and and gets the onside kick and scores again right before the end of the game one of the craziest endings you'll ever see uh, in a high school football game. Those are two great teams, St. Thomas Moore and Lafayette Christian. Trev Falk, he's a former LSU Tiger. He uh, he coaches the, the Lafayette Christian Knights, and he's a guy that's really built that program into one of the dominant programs in our state. And those two teams play in the same district. So that was a rematch game as well. Uh, but St. Thomas Moore with one of the most improbable wins, down 10 with about a minute and a half to go, uh, and wins that game. Uh, kind of like your Monday night game the other night uh, with the Saints and the uh, and don't, the Bucks. Don't bring up bad I stuff. I cannot Alan. believe, Alan. Don't bring up bad <laughs> stuff. You 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 were better off talking about the Rams doing it last night than bringing up really bad stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, what's the odds that those two NFL games that happens is almost the same script back to back nights in primetime Monday and Thursday. I will say this, and 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 my uh, I have many bosses, but the chairman of the LSED, uh, Kyle France, talks about this all the time because the Superdome is a state building, and it, he's in the last couple of years he's talked about what it means for these kids, not you know in town in Jefferson, across the state who get to come down and play football in this building. And so it's been so important, I know, for, for the LHSAA and for the LSED, because this is a, this is a, a lifetime memory. And I, and now I know that Kyle is ecstatic, the LSED is ecstatic, uh, to give these memories uh, you know, to these kids one more time. Well, well, absolutely. You know, as a, a kid that grew up in this state and played high school football in this state, you know, you don't talk about state championships. You talk about – you know, the six best words in Louisiana high school football, we're going to the Dome. And, you know, that's no disrespect to Yulman Stadium, which has been a great host for some state championship games over the last few years. They even played a couple over uh, at Cajun Field in Lafayette. All great facilities. But it's not the Superdome. You know, the Superdome, you know, you think about national championships and Super Bowls and Sugar Bowls. I mean, we lost him, but we, we, we know where he was going. Right, it's an important. It's an important. Uh, it's an iconic venue. Right, it's, a, it's an icon, and, iconic venue, and so you know every 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 young man, and, and even from a cheerleader standpoint, they may not right, get band, to do it. And you know? bands, they may not get to do it on the next level, but to be able to do it in high school, that means something. That's pretty special. It's uh, it has been pretty cool just to walk out of the office and, and watch a little football, and it's going to continue this weekend. We will step aside. It is fans in the pro. Mike Austin, Deuce McAllister, back after a break here on WWLAMFM.com, always free on the Odyssey app. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? 
Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome back, fans and a pro. Mike Austin, Deuce McAllister in studio, which is always nice to have. And we just talked a little prep football Going to talk a little college football because it's bowl season, and coming up on the 21st will be the R&L Carriers New Orleans Bowl, the 22nd year. That is fantastic. Billy Ferranti, the New Orleans Bowl Executive Director, joins us now. Billy, welcome to the show. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. Mike, how are you guys doing? We're great, man. 22 years, and I'm, you know, yeah. a bowl grows, and you know, it's, it's cyclical, it, it feels like. I mean, I, I remember there were some there's some morning games, and when you you guys weren't the, the 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 lead dog, but man, Wednesday night, the twenty first, eight o'clock central. I mean, that's that just shows you where this kind of bowl has has come and where it is. Yeah, I, you know, ESPN's always liked us in that primetime slot, and the only uh, the the morning kickoffs we've had have really only been because of the Saints' schedule, and and they're hosting a a noon game the following day and just the need to flip the stadium. But they really like us there, and we're excited that, you know, there's no other bowl game. Uh, There's no no other NFL game Wednesday night. I think there's a basketball game before us. But that's it. So, you know, we're we're looking forward to it. Mr. Billy, just tell us a little bit about the involvement of the New Orleans Bowl, some of the things that you guys do uh, that people may not know. I mean, obviously we know there's a game that goes on, but just tell us about the week, the buildup, and some of the things that you guys do just to give back to the community. Well, a lot of what we do, and and our real focus, and we kind of committed to this years years ago, was that we have the opportunity, we have the luxury of – of tickets. Obviously we typically don't sell the stadium out. So we want to create meaningful and impactful experiences for underserved kids in the community. And we annually have probably somewhere in the neighborhood of three to 5,000 kids at the game that would otherwise not have the means or the resources to get to a game, to pay for a ticket to a game, to experience a game, to be able to come down on the field uh, we do a lot of stuff in the community throughout the year. You know, we're more, it's more than just a football game, and it's more than just bowl week. Um, you know, we try to extend that in our name and our reach and our impact to those kids throughout the course of the whole year. I guess, and I, I didn't mean to bury the lead a little bit, but I didn't even really talk about the teams. You have <laughs> South Alabama and Western <laughs> Kentucky. So South Alabama comes in 10-2, and two, Western Kentucky. So I guess just give me a, a little bit because it's a, it's a Sun Belt Conference USA tie-in. How did we come to these teams? Because I know both conferences were very strong this year. Yeah, they were. And, and you know, our position with each of them is that um, we – with one, it's we have the second pick. With the other, it's uh, mutually agreed upon. But those are conversations that really start happening probably around week seven or eight of the uh, of the college football regular season. And ESPN is a big part of that conversation. You know, as you know, they own and operate fourteen bowl games themselves, and so they've got a much larger puzzle that they have to put together. And 
you know, first of all, they're two teams that we've never had before. I was going to say the same thing. I looked at the I looked at the rundown. Not gonna, again, they're because of the conference tie-ins, but that's kind of cool, right? I mean, especially South Alabama, right, in Mobile and Western Kentucky. I mean, just you have two teams who have not done this before, and to me, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is, and you know we're. We're a preferred destination for a lot of the school. Well, for every school in that in in each of those two conferences, because not because of what we do, but because of what this city is, and because of what that stadium is, uh, you know. And so they both conferences want to make sure that they're sending their some of their more deserving teams to us. We've always got one of the two best teams in the Sun Belt. We typically have either the champion or the runner up from Conference USA in their championship game. This year, as we talked about it and looked at potential matchups, we really liked Western Kentucky. Uh, you know, they're a brand in uh, in Conference USA. They've got an ama- I don't know if you've watched them play, but their quarterback is phenomenal. He's the second leading <laughs> passer in FBS. Uh, it kind of worried me a little bit. I think he's in the portal, but he. My understanding is he's going to play. So we're excited about having him here, and then. You know, South Alabama, two two hours away, easy drive down I ten. Uh, we've had a lot. We've had a lot of success when we've had first time participants in our game, and we've had a lot of success when we've had regional participants. And South Alabama, you know, kind of fits both of those uh, those pieces. Mr. Billy, it's interesting you say that because I am familiar with Western Kentucky. I uh, I'm familiar with that team. I had one of their games against Auburn this year, and their quarterback he's won a national championship at a lower level. So for him, he's probably trying to move up one more round to the mm-hmm. Power Five world and see how he works out there. But uh, I love their coach. And then when you talk about South Alabama, how about how about this? Back almost 12 years ago. When Kane Womack, who is the head coach uh-huh. at South Alabama, I was on Hugh Freeze's transition staff with Kane Womack. So a lot of his coaches I know personally, and I'm I'm super proud of of of, of Kane, and you know I know his dad, who was a DC there, and so pretty 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 interesting story, and proud of both of those teams, well, and I know they're both excited to be coming and playing in the New Orleans Bowl. Well, and here's the other thing about Kane. And, and I, I told him the other day, this is how you know when you've been around long as an executive director, when a head coach in your game played in your game. He played in the game in 2007 and eight when he was at Southern Miss. And, uh, you know, that's another interesting little, you know, twist. I think it's the first time we've had a head coach in the game that actually played in it. That is an interesting tidbit there. That is pretty cool. Well, you must have felt what was going to be kind of a unique season Early, this you know, I mean, don't sleep on the Sun Belt was uh, was a phrase heard uh, a lot early on. I mean, this was a unique. I mean, you just felt like, wow, this is going to be an interesting year. Uh, Sun Belt Conference USA for in, in those two conferences. Yeah, you know, when we started this bowl game, we started it because we were the only bowl partner that the Sun Belt Conference had, and Wright Waters came to us and said, "I need a destination for my champion. Are you interested?" And we said, of course. And, you know, in those first couple of years, in the group of five, the Sun Belt probably was the least competitive of those group of five. I think they're the best now. Top to bottom. Um, their best teams can play with anybody. I think they proved that this year. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and Conference USA, you know, they, there's, they've had some change. They're losing some schools. 
but you know they've filled in the blanks and and um, you know their their teams at the top are pretty much in that same category, and we're lucky to have one of their teams from the top. Well, here's what I need you to do, Bill, and you and I go way back. This whole rule about moving from FCS to FBS and you can't play in a daggone conference championship and you can't play on a yeah, daggone bowl game. Saying. And James I Madison is is one of the better teams out there. And they're, then they're, they can't do anything. Yeah, that's a rule that has to be done. Not to mention, you know, it's a two-year rule. It's a two-year rule. They, they usually kind of fight yeah. it and they get it waived. You know, I'm just teasing with you, but I'm just like, man, that's I, just well, no, but that's tough. But I think that's antiquated. I mean, it it, 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 it it here's the thing. You know, typically when a team transitions from FCS to FBS, they play an FCS schedule that first year, then they play a, a hybrid schedule the second year, and then they play a full FBS schedule. Correct me if I'm wrong. They played a full FBS schedule this year. Yes. And so why? And, that's what I'm saying. Why are they getting penalized? You shouldn't penalize them. You know, they shouldn't be punitive if if they do what they do, because most of the time they're sacrificial lambs to some of these other, you know, FBS schools to bring them in for homecoming and beat them 70 to nothing because they need the money, you know. But anyway, you know. Where did you I, go to school, Mike? I went to James Madison University, man. Yeah. I'm, 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 believe me, I'm, I'm, I'm equally in front, in front of this one. And so I was just I was so excited because, man, I work in the Superdome. I can walk down the hall to the Sunbelt office, and now my alma mater in Harrisonburg, Virginia, is in this conference, and I just can't wait to when they can come and, and be a representative of the New Orleans Bowl, and it better be like a Wednesday night with nothing else going on because I don't want to be out of town. I'm, we're going to have some JMU parties like, like we've never seen before. <laughs> Well, I wouldn't be surprised if they're bowl eligible next year that they make their way into a bowl game. That's just not based on anything I know. It's just based on what I think, and I would hope that that's the case. I hope so, too. Well, as always, we appreciate your time, man. I'm so proud of this bowl Absolutely. and what it's done for New Orleans in early December. And now, December 21st, uh, check out neworleansbowl.org. It's got everything you need to find out about tickets, about game day, about the teams, hotels, everything you need. Billy, appreciate it. Thanks, as always. All right, guys. Thanks for the time. Got to take a break. Fans in the pro, got my everything off my chest. I'm all good now. Mike Hoss, Deuce McAllister, WLAMFM.com, and always free on the Odyssey app. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Welcome back. Fans in the pro, Mike Hoss, Deuce McAllister. We've been talking a little high school football with the state championships taking place at Caesars Superdome. The Pelicans tonight, back-to-back, home-and-home with the Phoenix Suns, the team in second place in the uh, Western Conference. And, of course, a little NFL. And also in the 5 o'clock hour, we will talk to uh, Mr. Griffin, the Pelicans, who will be playing at 7.30 tonight, David Griffin, their executive vice president of basketball operations. And we were talking high school football. So, Deuce, you said you made it to the semis for high school and when you were in high school? Twice. Twice in the semis, got beaten in the semis. Could not get over the hump. Man. Could not get over the hump. Did the team you lose to, did they win either of the years? Uh, no, they didn't win at all. Neither time did they win at all. Um but yeah, that was that was that, that was tough. And the championship is in Jackson. Jackson at um, oh, 
well, Jack, it's Jackson State's home, right. home, the, the the vet. Yeah. So it's it, it's their home stadium. It's in, in Jackson. But here's here's the thing. Now they rotate it. They rotate it. Back then, it was just like we were talking. Um, how it you know it was at Tulane, and then it, it, it would right. go to UL. Um, but they rotate it in Mississippi now, and so it'll go down to Southern. It'll go up to uh, Ole Miss, and it'll go up to Mississippi State. And they rotate it. Saints are off this week. Uh, I've been, and it's been kind of a nice break after Monday night. I have to, I, I, because I had shows on Tuesday. I did have to watch the game again uh, and listen to it a couple of times and, and watch the different things. But from a team standpoint and from a player standpoint, like in your body, week fourteen to get this time off. Man, it's, I can't even imagine what how much these players needed this. Now they needed to win Monday, then take the damn week off. But yeah, that, mean, not we, being said, you just could, you, your you, bodies. Yeah, some of the stuff that you can't control, you can't control. Right. Um, but your body needed need, needed a kind of a tap out moment anyway, and probably mentally you needed that moment as well. You know, you needed try just to refresh. Uh, it's 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 always a tough and a long season, and to have your your bye week this late definitely doesn't help. But it doesn't ha- help to have it in week four either, or week right. five, or whatever it was. That would have been their chance, their yeah, choice. I mean, that, that 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 was the other option, and so um, it is what it is. I mean, but your body definitely will take the downtime. Let's go to James in Covington. James, welcome to Fans in the Pro. You're on with Deuce and Hoss. Hey, thanks for taking my call, guys. Uh, you know, the season sucked, but uh, I, I, uh, I'm i still keeping hope for uh, Sean's return. But if he doesn't return, which everybody's telling me to stop wishing for something like that, but the guy that I actually had in mind was uh, uh, the, the offensive coordinator for the Miami Dolphins. Full disclosure, I actually wanted the, guy, the Miami Dolphins uh, uh, head coach, uh, the current guy, to become our head coach. And it's kind of strange because I think – uh, he was the one that actually replaced Sean in the in the owner's uh, mindset, right? But uh, but the guy's name is Frank Smith. Have you guys heard of him or no? Well, he Frank doesn't call the plays. McDaniel, uh, um, I know who you're talking about. I can't even think I can see his face, but Mike calls the plays. Frank Smith doesn't call the plays. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I get it, but I mean, I like his philosophy, just like I like. So, uh, what's his philosophy? I mean, because what 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 is his philosophy if he doesn't call the plays? His, well, he, he, his philosophy is from the uh, 40, 40, former 49ers, uh, or actually 49ers head coach. He used to be the, the, the head coach for the Atlanta Falcons, and they have a, a strong emphasis on the run game, and, and, and they, go, they throw a lot of short and uh, intermediate passes, and uh, this guy made tool work. And Tua was the guy that I actually wanted when I used to talk with Bobby and and, uh, and Christian about looking for a quarterback. None of them actually liked Tua. I actually do like Tua, and I'm hopeful that, uh, you know, one day his his brother will come out because I'm coming from the Maryland area, and I like his brother. But, that you know, that that's neither here nor there. I think that he'll work here. He's 41 years old. He's uh, He's been a, a, a decent guy. Uh, with the what's the what's the, uh, the the tight end's name who really beat our brakes off last last year, the the Raiders uh the Raiders tight end Waller he didn't play this season. He's yeah. Playing, he, yeah 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 he, he he's playing. He's been hurt though. I mean he's got he's got a hamstring injury. But yes. Right. Well, he didn't play. He didn't play against us this past 
this past. No, uh, he didn't. He, he hadn't played. He hadn't played a lot at, at all. He's got a hamstring. That's what I'm telling you. He's he's got a hamstring issue. I mean, but the the problem here, here here's the problem. You're talking about coming from the Shanahan tree. Mike McDaniel's McDan- doesn't necessarily come from that tree. He calls his own plays. He may have a hit uh, offensive coordinator that's involved, but Mike calls his own plays, and and he has a heavy philosophy of running the football. I mean, it's it, it's a similar offense that the Rams have as well. I mean, all, all three of those guys are similar from the system and style, but you know, we, we, we currently have a head coach right now. So, I mean, I think that's a little bit premature. We'll, we'll see what these next four games bring and, you know, we'll go from there. That's all you can do. Thanks for the phone call, James. Got to step aside, take a break. You're listening to Fans and the Pros. Mike Hostus McAllister, WWL, AMFM, and Dot com always free on the Odyssey app. Stay with us. Welcome back, fans and the pros. Mike Hoss and Deuce McAllister. Mike, I know we're about to go to uh, uh, top of the hour, but I know we have a texture uh, zero seven thirty two. He wanted me to come in on something that I talked about with Bobby and um, uh, Mike earlier. Well, Detilier earlier this week, and it was about now the guys playing free. And what I mean by that, there's no pressure. But free. But- Free and having fun are two different things. Free and having fun, but, I mean, there's there's no pressure. Right. You know going into that game, they knew what was at stake. They they knew if they won that game, then now the pressure kind of shifts to Tampa Bay because now Tampa has to continue to win because the Saints are right there on their tail. But now, for, for, for me, maybe that's all out of the way. Go Just go play. Let me just see you go play. There's zero pressure. There is zero pressure. Just go have fun. I mean, because you don't, you're, you're guaranteed four games. After that, there's, there's, there's nothing that says that you will continue to play after this season. And so that's what I meant by playing free and just going, going and play. Going and having fun, you should be having fun anyway. Right. But about, there is zero pressure. Said. It's like you there is have- zero pressure on you that, that, that says, hey, look, I can't make this mistake. I can't make this mistake. Because some players, that's what in, is in the back of their mind. If I make a mistake, I'm coming out. If I make a mistake, I may not get back in. I may not be active the next game. I know that I have to play nearly perfect. Well, hey, look, you don't have any of that stress. You don't have any of that worry on you now going forward. It's it, For some guys, this is a four-game, uh, let's, let's say audition. Audition. We'll put it that way. Yeah. This is a four-game audition. We're going to talk more about that. we got a whole other hour to go. Fans in the pro, Mike Austin, Deuce McAllister. The news is next. WWAMFM.com and the Odyssey app. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles. 
And Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.